Well, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, when Elizabeth was 17 years old, she desperately wanted to get a music scholarship. She worked diligently. She tried to the best of her ability. The process of the scholarship was at first she had to audition, and then she had to sit through an interview. The reason, of course, that she wanted this was for the first year, um, her expenses would be paid to attend a musical school in the United States, and then she could go to Paris, France for two years. What an exciting time. As she was sitting through her interview, though, she was uh, very nervous. The two ladies interviewing her, they looked down at the sheet and they said, Oh, your fingering is excellent. Very good. Oh, and sight reading is excellent as well. That's wonderful. But oh, we see here that your, your action is a little bit stiff. But you know what? We can send our school's tuner over to your house and he can tune up your piano. I'm sure within just a few weeks we can get your action right as rain. Ah, they had phrases like that back in the day. Right as rain. But little Elizabeth, she, she broke down in tears. She said, you know what, I have to tell you, I, I lied on my application about my address. That, that's not where I, I live. And, and please don't send anyone to my house. Well, the two ladies thought this was a, a little bit odd. They, they were curious if she was just embarrassed about her parents or if she was embarrassed about being poor. They discussed among themselves that they would go to her home and they would find out the truth. And so they did, and they appeared at the door of Elizabeth's home. Uh, they, they knocked. The, the woman, her mom, answered the door. She was uh, very polite to them and inviting them in, but they heard the back door slam. Well, I, I don't know where Elizabeth is. I thought that she was here. But uh, apparently she, she had to step out. Well, they, they sat and they talked with the, the mother and they were looking around the, the little apartment. It was uh, very small. And, and they began to think to themselves, well, where is the piano? Right. She, she wants to practice piano. She wants this scholarship. Where is her piano? They, they asked the mom. The, the mom went to a cupboard. She opened up the door. She got out an ironing board. And she turned over the ironing board, and there glued to the bottom were clothespins. And, of course, the, the sharp ones, or the sharp keys, were painted black. This is her piano. Isn't it ingenious? Why? Oh, the reason I share that story with you for today is it kind of reminds me about how we can come to treat our Christian lives. That yes, we, we might be very diligent even about our inner life, right? 
We might try to the best of our abilities to, to read the scripture, right, to, to have some devotion that we study for ourselves. We might even be able to, to say to our neighbors, I have a rich inner life. No, just like a, a Elizabeth has great sight reading. She's practiced a lot. She, she was very diligent in being able to read the musical notes. And you and I, even in our personal lives, we might have great fingering, so to speak, in our Christian walk. Right? We're reading our scripture. We're trying our best at home to apply the things of God uh, to our personal lives. We're really working hard at it. But unfortunately, we can't make real music if we just have an ironing board with some clothespins glued to the bottom. No matter how much we apply ourselves, no matter how hard we try, if we don't come and be a part of God's assembly, we can't play the real music, so to speak. It doesn't matter how much we know, it doesn't matter how hard we practice on our own, we can't share with others the music of God if we don't come together. And that's why God says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of some, but rather I come and be a part of the family. See, we need all three aspects, don't we? We need that word of God in our lives we need that everyday action, right, as we share that word with other people, and we need the fellowship. We need the love and support of our local church, don't we? And when we have all three of those things, then we can finally make some wonderful music together. Because that's where we want to be, isn't it? Now, you might hear some of your, your, your friends, you know, not, well, okay, nobody around here, your cousin that moved to Maine. You know? You're talking to your cousin that moved to Maine, and he said, church would be fine if it just wasn't for the people. You ever heard that? Right? But you know what? If we don't come together, if we're not part of the body, if we're not in the congregation, right, we can't share what we learn with anybody. And even if you studied your Bible all week, right? And even if you were diligent in your prayers, and even if you're trying your best to apply it in your workplace, if you don't come to be part of the congregation, you don't have anybody to share your experiences with. Now, sometimes we might say, what is so good about hard times? I don't like hard times. You don't like hard times, right? But, you know, if we could find something good, though, what is so good about hard times? They bind us together, don't they? Now, when you and, and I and your friends and neighbors are going through a tough experience, right, you have that shared memory. You have those shared goals to make it through. 
We don't like the process at the time, but a, a year later, two years later, we can look back and we can say, I was there. I, I helped out. I, I supported other people. I, I sustained them when they were close to breaking. I helped them. We were in it together. We made it through. And dear friends, that is what the congregation offers, isn't it? You have a, a group of, of people who love God just as you do. A group of, of people that want to share in your life, that want to help and support you through difficult situations. And so we come together. So we form that, that body of Christ, so to speak. Well, little Elizabeth finally came back to her home. Right? Of course, she was ashamed. She didn't think she would get the, the scholarship. Right? She walked in the back door and said, you know, Mom, now it, it, it's over. Right? There's no way they're going to give me the, the scholarship. I don't even have a real piano. But you know what, as you might suspect, the two ladies there were so impressed that she could have excellent fingering, that she could have excellent sight reading, that even though she doesn't have a real piano, that she could play the, the pieces in the audition, even though it seemed that she was kind of stiff and her action wasn't that good. Well, what could you expect? She didn't have real keys that, that bounced back when she played. Oh, yeah, she got the scholarship. And she was able to go and study music, and she was able to become the, the kind of pianist that she always wanted to be because she had finally that third part. She had the, the piano that she could play. She had people around with whom she could share her talent that God had given to her and blessed her with. She had that wonderful kind of a, a friendship and that wonderful kind of acceptance that comes from being a part of something. I hope that's why you've come here today. That maybe you're missing in your life that uh, that acceptance, that, that fellowship, that that you know, ability to have others in the community that, that can understand you, that can walk with you through times of trial, that can uplift you and support you when things are, are all going wrong, that can sustain you, that can give you a sense that there is a brighter tomorrow, that there is, in fact, a God who loves you, and cares about you so very much. For our Lord God also reminds us that he desires for everyone to be saved. He wants every single person to come to the knowledge of him. Jesus, our Savior, though the Bible tells us through him all things were made, came down from heaven. He took on the form of a tiny, helpless baby, giving up all the powers that he had. 
In addition to that, of course, we know he went to the cross and he died so we could be forgiven. With a love like that, who would not want to be in fellowship with him? With someone who cares that much, who would not want to come and visit him at least once a week? With a great heart like that, we can be confident that our God so loved us. They didn't just send Jesus into the world. Now that the thing out there. He sent Jesus just for you. For God so loved you that he sent his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen. <clears throat>